the altar of Navardok and the Tikkun Amidas. Now, what I'm getting a little bit concerned about is um, that we're starting to get a little bit lost in the forest, or maybe just me, and seeing trees upon trees and not. I mean, he's he's he's. he's He's saying like a whole kind of array of serious pshatim in Midrashi Chazal, which are very mechudistic. And it's hard to process them at the pace that he goes. The last Chazal that we dealt with, dealt with was this Gemara in, uh, with Rabbi Kivan Zunin. And the Oibda Vaidazara that Zunin asked Rabbi Akiva, you and I both know that there's nothing to Avaidazara. So why is it that people going to the house of idolatry, what we would call in today's Oh, there has to be a great joke about this, no? Maybe. Huh? No, no, there isn't a joke about uh, one of these faith healers and the guy throwing away his crutches. And oh, there's a great joke, but I just, I, I, I've got a vision in my mind of what it is. I can't remember what it is. Like, you know, yeah, I believe, say I believe, I believe, say I believe, and then you throw away your crutches. But unfortunately, I can't recall the joke. Which may be uh, which may be a mass stage in in Nevada and Musa here. So he says, how is it that people are going to these into these Beit Avodah They're going to these houses of of worship, and they're going there and they're broken and they're crippled and they come out completely okay. So um, the way Rabbi Kiva answers him, he says, well, because this fool did something wrong, we should lose our oath and the explanation of oath that he's referring to is the oath that the suffering, i.e. this person's state of cripple, crippled state, makes that they'll only, that they'll inflict the punishment against this individual in a precise nature. Basically, he says, people go into the base of Odazara, they go in broken, they come out healed, it's not because there's any causal relationship between the base of Odazara and them being healed. It's because at that moment exactly, the time for the Yisurim to end came. So because the time for the Yisurim end came when they were in the base of Odazara, should we betray our oath, meaning should, should we extend our punishment longer than is required, Avada, we're not allowed to do that. So even though it's going to look like the Avodazara healed him, that's the only choice we have. Are you following me? Again, that's that's the kind of answer that 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 wouldn't really satisfy <laughs> your average, you know, non-from person. So non-from person comes to you and says, "Why is it that you know there's people kind of going to this faith healer and they're all coming out perfectly okay and they're going in like mumish sick and maim and limping?" It's nice. All of them, it just happens to be that at that point in time, punked their time for your serum came to the end of that. It's just a coincidence. And <coughs> coincidence. Very strange answer. Very strange answer.
So, so again, let, 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 let's not forget about. Okay, let's not get distracted. There's two discussions underway over here. The discussion is when you see people being healed by faith healers, how should you act if you're a believer? Okay, I, I don't know. Good question. Good question. That's not what we're dealing with. What we're dealing with is how Rebecca explained the reaction. And the way he explained the reaction is because the Oynish Minashamayim is exact. So the point that we're drawing from this is not how do you view faith healers, it's the exactitude of Oynish. You following me? Chant? You with me? Okay? So let's, let's, that's really what the altar wanted to bring from it. So let's take it a little bit further and see how he takes it in the second answer that the Gemara gives. Rabbi Huda says over there, second answer. From that which Rav said, that Hashem gave over their, this portion to the nations, and he learns that the word chalak, even though it can mean portion, it can also mean smooth. It teaches us that Hashem slipped them up. He made them go down a slippery slope in order to make them lose their chalak in the world. Which Rashi explains to me as follows. In words, he allowed them to make an error. What does that mean? So it says the altar, Ubei the simple understanding may that Kosh gave them this may mean Hashem gave the nations of the world real power in Avodah Zorah that the Avodah Zorah would work and then they would stray after it and then they would be guilty and then they'd lose their in Adam Habo that's the Pasha Pshat so comes along the altar and says, Chas Shalom to say that Hashem gave Koyach to avoid the Zorah in order that they then should follow it and use the Chalik in Olam Haba. Kibbe Emes, Ein Mamash B'Avoid Zorah. So I don't know who was saying previously that there is, but says the altar there's not. Meaning avoid the Zorah is not some type of spiritual power that exists. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. Elo HaKavon is as follows. The intention is like this. She'onam HaYoyochel HaBoyel HaSabayiv HaKosh Baruch could have made it. HaKadosh could have made it that the person before he went into this base of Zorah where Hashem knows he's going to go in and the time for his punishment is going to elapse and he's going to walk out healed. So Hashem knows that that could happen. So Hashem could have theoretically stopped him from going to the base of Zorah and therefore it wouldn't look as if he'd been healed. From the time of the creation makes a difference. And on that, Rav answers. 
Rabbi Yehuda, in the name of Rav, Shilochein misnegal derech zois, k'day sh'yemokam nito yishuchal achshav sh'akum yipaisa. HaKadosh Baruch Hu set it up that there would be ambiguity so people could say that Avoid Zohar works. It's important to know that, that it's important to have a tzad that can be misleading. Are you following me? Now, what does relevance, what relevance does this have for Tikkun Amidas? At this point in time, I have no clue. What relevance this has to Nagiyas and Bechiras, I have no clue. What relevance, therefore, this has to us, I have no clue. And one of the most important things when studying a Musa Sefer is it has to have meaning. If it doesn't have meaning, then you don't have motivation to understand the words. So at this point in time, it doesn't have the greatest meaning for me and Koshkane for other people in the share whose names begin with a Z which rhymes with me okay continues the altar a person has a choice to say that the fact that he was cured is because Hashem's decree and Hashem waited until the, co- the completion of the Gezerah. And therefore it came out from the experience of being healed in the base of the Zorah that Hashem's Midas Adin is Meduyak. Do you understand? In other words, given the explanation that Rabbi Akiva offers, so a person in the base of the Zorah who come out with the deepest understanding of how Oynish Min HaShemayim works and how Ashkocha works, or he could come out with complete and total heresy. So therefore he comes out and he says, even though it's going to look dodgy when I come out healed, I see that Kodesh Baruch is not willing to give me even one second longer than I deserve of this Oynish, and he comes out with a Gewaldige Chizuk Namuna. Well, alternatively, he comes out and says, ah, you see, Avodah Zorah Taka helps. Guy into the, the guy walked into the base of Avodah Zarah. He's going to come up with the Kizut that it wasn't Avodah Zarah. Right. He walked in. He has a choice. He has a choice. We'll have a choice. Many people walk into, into Bata Avodah Zarah of their own kinds, whether they be physical structures or mental constructs. They walk out and say, Avodah Hashem. Okay. Some people walk into like strange mental constructs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Pointing that out. Uh, Shimmy. Uh, So this person, he may have thought that the Oynish is Meduyak, but he doesn't want to wait for Akash Bokha to heal him, so he rushes off to the base of Oydazara. So if he's this type of person, Kodesh gives him the place to make the mistake that maybe the Avodah Zorah cured him. And that Taka works. And that's why it says in the Pasuk in Hoshea, Tzadikim Yelchu Vom 
in the ways of Hashem, Tzadikim will walk in those ways, and in those same ways, those who are Poshaya will fall. Has no power yet. It is that the Yisurim are straight, and they will only go at the right time, in the right place. A person can choose his reality. Hatzadik will wait until the Gzera finishes, and then he'll feel it. Openly, Hakadosh Baruch Hu healing him. And the Rasha will run over to the house of And therefore, for him, there's a place to make a mistake. Who you catch your boy, and he'll make the mistake of thinking that Avodah did it. Nimsa From this mistake, the tzaddik is built. And that same thing, the Rasha will be full prey to. And also the tzaddik finds the yaitzer that can get him to go up the derech with a very subtle mistake, like the pesach kosher of kain, and the person can choose. Does he want to find his mistake or not? And this choice to be conscious of what you are doing, in order not to make a mistake of doing something which you believe is right when in fact it's very wrong, it's much harder than choosing to do good. Even great men failed in this. I remember once Rabbi Lechter saying, that he was on a panel of people involved in Kiruv and one of the first speakers stood up and he said even though the people in this panel have got different views and different approaches but there's one thing we all agree and that Kiruv is a high priority and Rav Lechter says he caught himself thinking I don't know, maybe not, maybe it's more important to invest in the Benito and forget about Kiruv there's a, that's the point the only way you can find the Mokamatos, you find where your bias lies, the minute a person says with conviction and dogmatism that this is the way to go, so then he's very close to falling into the trap of a Nagir. Seichel can always entertain Tut Stodim. The minute a person says to be He's saying to have the options open is a good thing. To be convinced that something is right is a bad thing. To, 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 to act is a good thing. In other words, like this. Wrong. Guy standing up wrong, Rebbe right. According to Rebbe According to me. According to the guy standing up, Rebbe wrong. Him right. Guy standing up, objectively, according to us, wrong. I objectively, <laughs> that's our mock talk. <laughs> the kids are as follows, that a person, a person can never be sure, you can never be sure that what you're convinced about as being the right derech is the right derech. What about Torah's truth? And I must keep kosher. And have to dive in three times a day, etc, etc. And where's the line? 
Yeah. <laughs> depends, it depends if you put yourself in that situation or doesn't it? <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I think, I think, Robbie, you, you're right that that the in the more clear cut isurim, in the more, in the more, in the more clear cut isurim. So it's, there's no, there's no mockum toss. In other words, the more the more absolute the din is, the less room there is for making it kosher when it's treif. But the majority, the actual majority, if you're aware of it, of halachic decisions you make have got more than one side to them. In the Hilchus Loshon Hara, which are so common, so you want to say something to someone. On the one hand, you have to tell him because on the other hand you can't say it to him but if you don't say it to him, but if you do say it to him um, in, in if you, you, you have to there's a massive fire in I don't know when the Chofetz Chaim was born but in 1927 there was a massive fire in Radin and the, the entire city burned down until it got to the house of the Chofetz Chaim and his base Medrash and 20 houses beyond it and the entire city was decimated. So the Chofetz Chaim closed the Gemara and he spent the next few weeks just walking from city to city, sending out telegrams, raising money, went to the Russian government and found some loophole in the law from Tsar Nicholas I that would offer aid to people whose houses have been burned, burned down. Requested aid from the government. In that space, short space of time, he managed to raise, apart from physical duvets and uh, quilts, etc., etc., 10,000 rubles, which was a very suitable amount. He put the city back on its feet. A year later, the government gave another grant of 25,000 rubles. And when they came to give the grant, the officer appointed to give it said that they were so overwhelmed by the Chofetz Chaim's care of the people that they were just overjoyed to give it to him. And it said at the time when he did this, all the churches in the area praised him as an example of what mankind should be. A year later, over a year later, the Chofetz Chaim's house and his base measures and the other 20 houses burnt down. <laughs> so the Chofetz Chaim went and he appealed to the people that had got the grant from the government to give mice of their grant <laughs> to rebuild the other houses which they did and he raised the money to to build them but it was posh in his mind it was posh in his mind that he just posh, he, he went from town he went didn't send shlichim and stay in the base measures and i'm pretty sure that the chofetz chaim's learning was pretty precious I understand so let him send some shlichim and they'll go around but he possibly got up and he did it erev shabbos every erev shabbos and until which stage he used to go around and collect money for people his wife used to go around, and go around and collect bread. So, so I think, you know, in these situations, we struggle. Sitting learning, and then you see a new person, a new wa- face walks into the base major. So what do you say? You say hello, or should you just focus on your learning? Or should you get up and say to the guy, what do you need? And when he says, well, I need this. So should you go with him, or do you say, it's not fair in your chavrusa? Do you understand? So, so, so the minute you say, I have, to get up and, I have to get up and say hello to him, 
So then, Negez, you stam, you want to leave Torah. The minute you say, I have to learn, I can't say that to him, stam Negez, you're too lazy, you couldn't be bothered, you don't care about people. So what do you have to say? You get up and you go and you devote yourself and say, maybe I should have still been in learning. Maybe I should. You can never be absolute in anything which is with a slight level of ambiguity, right? If someone gives it to you and says, listen, I like to eat this trait burger. So there's no, maybe yes, maybe no. You're right. But in most, hey? Huh? Maybe not trait. Who says it's trait? When I say trait, I meant. You have to do the action. As you're doing the action, you have to in your mind, maybe I'm doing completely the wrong thing. See, we're not used to living that way. We're used to living that, we, we, we seem to, and I think it's, it's a level of, we have to try to develop the skill. Because we s- some people have a difficulty acting when they're not 100% convinced it's the right thing to do. You have to have 100% conviction and intellectual doubt. <laughs> you have to have the passion and the desire and everything, but maybe it's wrong. So it's, that's, a, that's a paradoxical way of living. Why do you have to have that conviction? Because, because if you... Oh, why do you have to have the conviction? Because otherwise you can't do it properly. Imagine the Chofetz Chaim, right? So he's going to raise money for these people. Now imagine if he, if he says, listen, you know, every time, like sometimes you get these people that um, is a person who has learned in the center for a period of time and then he went to become a doctor. I mean, he was a doctor, he was former, and he finished his doctor. And he took a safer with him and whenever he could open the safer and he learned from it. Well, it was great. But he was such a bad doctor. Because he, 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 he's like he looked upon his he looked upon his his, his being a doctor as a, as a brittle Torah. So therefore, Betzim he should be learning. So no, oh gosh, he's a patient. So completely destroyed. He's, he's, he realized that he had to put the safe away. Do you understand? So the Chofetz Chaim could have gone to collect money and like always had like you know a copy of the latest edition of the Mishabura, which he hadn't even finished yet, and like trying to fill in the gaps. And he's uh, sorry. Uh, but he didn't. He gave it himself lave and effish. Because then, then, then you have the full impact. But at the same time, you have to think to yourself, but maybe I'm doing completely the wrong thing. So it's hard to live that way. It's, it's a very sophisticated level of life. But you understand that if you don't have that, so then, so then you could be going completely in the wrong direction and you'll never second guess yourself. The Alton of Arctic himself, I told you, that he used to regularly say, Maybe what I'm doing is completely, completely wrong. And my whole shit in Musa is completely off Kishlag and I should try a different shit. And then it'd have to be my No, it's Taka right. But maybe it's wrong. And you see through his life that he went from, from literal isolation and seclusion to being a public figure. But the most public figure. More than that, he just like beforehand he was a recluse and he's probably at the time when he's a recluse he was thinking maybe I should be in his bodhus or maybe I should be public maybe I should be in his bodhus. and I'm pretty sure that when he's a public figure he's maybe I should go back to his bodhus and not be a public figure a person when you live with that so then you live with you live, you're living in the world of Seichel Midas a Midah doesn't offer you two options because a Midah is not, a, is, not, is not an intellectual understanding it's a desire so a Midah is driven so it doesn't it? maybe this. There's no maybes in Midas. It's one directional. And what about doing a contemplation before? You should do that anyway. Then you make Then you make up, but you always leave the other side as a possibility. But you should always make that do that contemplation. Vada. Vita.
In the brothers of Yosef, we found they suspected Yosef Atzadik of doing something, even though there was no justification. So what happened was, they wrongly suspected Yosef Atzadik, which created a whole false um, direction, because they made two critical errors when they judged his behavior badly. As the Medrash says, Yosef went to Mitzrayim. Rabbi Levi Omar, he didn't invite the brothers to the Suda. His intention was the Shem Shemaim. Omar, previously my father pointed me above Yehuda, who is the king. Above who is the Bechor, the firstborn. Now it's not right that I sit above them. And they didn't say, They were worried that he had, he had um, bear them a grudge. He went and he looked in that boar. His intention was Shemaim. And they didn't say it. Louis de Menu Yosef. They were worried about him. I think Bematnas Kuna was El Shoino, El Shem Shemaim, the Vorech Borch Shosoli Nais Mokamaze Ad Khan. So, in other words, Yosef went to see the boar. So, um, the brothers thought that he was going to bear them a grudge because of the boar. On the contrary, he went there to make a broch of Shosoli Nais Mokamaze. When he didn't invite them to the Suda, they thought that. Again, there were two periods of time where Yosef's actions could have been interpreted one of two ways. At the end, when his father died, he didn't invite him to eat with him. So they said, ah, you see, he's changed his feathers, and now he hates us. What was his intention? Well, in his lifetime, his father had given him, an ad, had given him placed him above Reuven and Yehuda. But now his father was dead. So he felt it was inappropriate that he should sit at the head of the table when Reuven and Yehuda were there. So therefore, he didn't invite them to the meal to avoid that injustice from occurring. So he was the same Shemaim. And they thought he's doing because he hates them. Another event occurred that he looked into the boar that they threw him into, and they thought he's bearing a grudge. He hates us for what he did, for what we did to him. Instead, what his intention was, to make a brocha, that Hashem made a, a nace for him. Good? That's the Medrash. Ha'ilon, Afshatarida Yosef Atzadik. Even though the Torah testifies to Yosef Atzadik, that Yosef remembers the dreams that he dreamt, but he didn't remember what they'd done to him. You see how far Yosef had gone in Tikkun Amidus. He didn't even consider all the terrible things that had to happen to him because of his brothers. There wasn't even a remnant, a, a, a hint of the desire for revenge. Because 
and his brothers still suspected him, and that's why they made this false wool of of that you know they said that Yaakov Avinu commanded us before he before before he died that we should that you shouldn't bear, bear a grudge against us. They made it up. They mamish lied because they 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 thought that Yosef was going to get them. You following me? Where did they get this chashad from? Why were they so suspicious? How could they have fallen prey to this avayah? This is exactly what we're saying. They could have made a mistake. Even them, the highest of the high, can still make a mistake. In other words, his actions were ambiguous. It could be that when he didn't invite them to the Suda, it's because of their honor that he had for them. It could be because he hated them. It could be when he looked in the bore, it was because he wanted to feel the anger of the revenge. It could be because he wanted to say, They, given those two opportunities, chose to believe that he was doing it for revenge. So they, this, 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 this bias which was locked into their subconscious, which that same bias was the reason why they hated him, and they sold him to Mitzrayim. That was the Nagir that his father gave him the technicolored coat. Which they didn't see. That really the whole thing boiled down to the tiny nagia that occurred was because of the fact that his father showed some type of preferential treatment. And had it not been for this nagia, they would have saw, seen in the in the true light, or else they would have judged him favorably. Rather, their eyes gave them the misinterpretation and they wrongly suspected him. Therefore, he smoothed them up with words. He gave them a place to make a mistake. And anyone can make a mistake. A person who doesn't have a negia, he won't make the mistake. And that's why it says, yeah, okay, Bekitza. Bekitza, Bekitza, Bekitza. We're going to stop there. But the point that he's hammering home rather powerfully is again and again the power of negias. Meaning that even the the greatest of people can fall prey to a very <coughs> subtle, subtle nagia, and that's what we constantly seek inside of ourselves. And therefore, as we move forward in our lives, and based on the decisions we make, we always have to second guess ourselves that the decisions that we're making are not for the real reasons. Now, there's another kind of comment that we have to say upon this that I think we're in the madrega, that we're not even on the madrega, that we even tell ourselves that we're making the decisions based on MS. <laughs> it's like these people that they say, okay, I've got a decision in front of me, I want to choose the right thing. We say to ourselves, I know I'm not choosing MS, but this is more convenient for me. In other words, he's already speaking about a person that's mavakesh the MS, and you convince that this is the right thing to do. 
Most of us will say, right or wrong, I'm doing it. You following me? So that, that, that's, that's, that's quite scary. And these, the, the brothers also, they, there was no mice involved them. It's just how they're counting the situation. It's not like a change. It's the perception, right. How you perceive something. But the case of Avodah Zorah is also a perception. How do you perceive? How do you interpret? So you see that your negir is what you mean. In other words, when things happen, how do you interpret it? Is then you, the, what the Nachtimim of the brothers was, they went and they lied. The mamas lied. They, they made up a whole story that Yaakov said something they didn't say at all. So when you have distorted perceptions and then you come up with strange conclusions thereafter. So, so in other words, what we have to develop, we are at a much more initial stage, is we have to just develop the notion is you should do things which are true. <laughs> you shouldn't live a lie of a life. Why not? If it's convenient, what's wrong with a lie of a life? It's not real. Yeah, but it's good. But it's not real. It doesn't get you anywhere. It's not, it's not, it has no substance. Substance, substance. Give me fun. Do you understand? And the truth is, it's an irony because obviously you're the most deeply fulfilled when you do something which is true. But we don't even think in those terms because we have to get there. We have to get there slowly, slowly. We 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 carving and chiseling away at the at the resilient self, the resilient not say self. I'm referring to the the kippah, the shell that surrounds.